0: welcome to the inner source healing podcast the program about healing from toxic abuse my name is deborah ashway i'm a mental health therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist but i've also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse it has been a long journey through the path of healing When we finally awaken from the trance that we so easily fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help you get there by healing from dependency, codependency, trauma, and abuse. The healing process brings us through long standing perceptions that hold us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Have you ever found yourself feeling completely defeated after agonizingly trying to reason with someone who seems either unable to understand you or completely unable to reason? This is what it's like to try to reason with a narcissist. It is like beating your head against a wall. It's so aggravating and you almost always, always end up feeling completely frustrated. This is because you will never get through to them. They have a solidified and unrealistic wall around their ego to protect them from ever having to accept responsibility for their behaviors or alter the view of their world. So think of a super reinforced protective barrier around something like a castle or a fort or something like that. Um, There's usually like weapons or spatial challenges like a moat or lava or dangerous terrain. Of course, there's very solid barriers of some strong material like rock or concrete or steel And then there's probably additional challenges of things like hidden or secret entryways or barbed wire. Um, Think of like ferocious animals protecting this place. So this is similar to a narcissist's ego. And you might find yourself eventually wondering when you became so negative or what happened to your self-confidence. And if you start paying attention to your responses, You might find that you're also operating from more of like an automatic response and are usually on the defensive. Well, this is by design. This is where the narcissist wants you because it takes the spotlight off of them and it puts it on to you. And you might also eventually realize that you tend to respond out of maybe a sense of guilt or obligation or even fear. This episode will explore the reasons behind why you might find yourself trying to reason with someone who persistently proves to be unreasonable. And we're also going to explore a little bit about some of the common tactics that they use to get you there. Remember the main thing about the type of people that we're talking about, which we'll refer to as narcissists is that they lack empathy and therefore they cannot see the world from any other perspective. No matter how hard you try to get them to see and understand your point of view or how you might feel, they do not have the capacity to see it or to understand it or or to get it in any way it's like trying to explain colors to someone who is literally blind they have never seen colors so they have no reference or ability to understand what blue might look like or what yellow or red and so on the narcissists have blocked out their own sense of self and emotions because at some point in their life it was too painful Even MRIs or brain imaging shows a literal reduction in the size of the amygdala, which is the area of the brain where the emotions are. So consider it to almost be like a physical disability. They don't have the capacity to feel their own emotions any more than someone who literally can't see has the capacity to understand colors or to see them. And if they can't feel their own emotions they certainly don't have the ability to feel yours or understand yours so they might look like they can feel sometimes they might be able to act like they can empathize occasionally when needed but that is because they are masters of mirroring this means that they mimic what they see so that they can fit in they're constantly morphing their image to get what they need and want and what they want is always one of these four things attention admiration power or control in some form so they have mastered based on studying and observing others what it looks like to care this is part of their charm this charm or ability to fool people contributes to how we fall into their toxicity and we end up engaged in meaningless arguments, trying desperately to get our point across, to be heard and to be validated, or even just to be heard. After we have been caught in the capture stage or the initial stage of being hooked by them, we have no reason to believe that they're missing an ability to empathize or that they are anything other than a normal, healthy person. So we are easily caught off guard with their tactics that they use to win arguments in order to get their own way. We don't even know that we're caught up in it. We just feel frustrated and angry and confused and hurt. Well, there's some things to look for when you feel this way so that you don't end up losing yourself completely to their madness. When you find yourself feeling like you're beating your head against a wall during and after an argument, Here are some warning signs that you might be engaged in a very toxic cycle with a narcissist. One thing to look for is the tone of voice, the tone, pay attention to their tone. Everything that they say will have an undertone of something along the lines of like arrogance. So in other words, they're going to seem condescending. And since one of their fundamental needs is control, they are all about gaining control. So they're trying to maneuver the situation so that they have the upper hand. And sometimes this might appear as though they're mocking you or laughing at you. It's just off-putting. Other times it might be a tone of voice like talking down to you or talking to you like you're a child who can't understand even basic words. They might ask you if you're okay, but not really in a caring way. Like, are you okay? And that what they're trying to do is they're trying to imply that something is wrong with you and that you're not okay so that you have to then question yourself. And when they're finally able to get under your skin, this is when they will either laugh at you or roll their eyes or smirk or act disappointed in you, some, something like that. The idea here is to make it appear as though you're the sick one or the problematic person so that it isn't them. The spotlight is then cast onto you and off of them. Another thing to consider is basic human emotions. Look for this. If you find yourself explaining basic human decency or emotions to them, for example, if they hurt your feelings or somebody that you care about, or you just notice them hurting feelings of others in general, and you're trying to explain to them that either your feelings are hurt or why what they said would offend or hurt someone, stop right there. That is your clue that you are dealing with a narcissist or someone incapable of empathy. Remember that their goal is solely to win and that they are unable to take responsibility for any wrongdoing or any mistakes. Keep this in mind because what you will hear from them are all kinds of things, including deflection, denial, minimizing, blame shifting, or anything that they can use to block you from seeing that they caused hurt. But what you, what you won't see, what you're not going to see is acceptance, self-reflection or any form of a genuine apology. You might see a fake apology, but you're not going to see a genuine apology. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, Also pay attention to actions versus words. Anytime their actions don't match their words, use that as an alarming, blaring, big red flag. We all make mistakes, but when healthy people mess up, they tend to take responsibility and accept that they went wrong somewhere. And when narcissists make mistakes, you can bet that there will be a litany of excuses to follow. After a while, if you pay attention, you'll begin to notice that the mistakes are not so much mistakes as they are just sheer neglect. So sure, they accidentally left all their stuff out after it has been an issue before and you've constantly reminded them. But when this keeps happening over and over again, it's no longer a mistake. It's just that they don't care and it's too much effort. Or if they make promises and they don't follow through and then they have to lie because they can't admit that they just didn't care enough to do what they said they would or that they forgot because... That would go against what they've been telling you in the first place, which is how much they care and what a great person they are. So another thing to look for is the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is when they say one thing and do another. You're going to begin to see the hypocrisy in their words and actions after a while. Um, they'll, They'll point out the faults of others and yet, you'll find them doing the same exact thing themselves. They'll tell you how much they care about something, but then they demonstrate no apparent actions to back that up. They'll tell you that they're concerned about their health while at the same time they smoke or eat junk food or stay up all night or drink heavily or do something else completely unhealthy. They do this all without even making the connection that they are being complete hypocrites victimization. Victimization is another thing to look for. You'll notice if you pay attention, how you might feel guilty for causing problems. If you feel guilt, a lot of the time, if you notice that you're starting to feel overly guilty about things or that you're doing things against your will out of guilt, this might be a sign that you're trying to reason with the unreasonable. A narcissist will have a way of turning things around on you. They often do this by playing the role of the victim. There is usually something that makes you end up feeling sorry for them or even apologizing for what happened to them. Maybe they made you believe that you hurt them, even though you know in your heart, you never had any intention to hurt them. Not that you will never make a mistake and inadvertently hurt somebody, but if you do, you would probably feel bad and apologize and try to make it right. And soon the misunderstanding would likely be cleared up, but a person with toxic behaviors and a damaged ego will enjoy keeping you in that state by perpetuating their role as the victim. Another thing to look for is this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde act. It is this ability to present very different personalities depending on their mood and or situation. If you see a variety of personalities, sometimes you might even see them during one argument. It's like they're trying out different strategies to find out what will work for that moment. For example, if you're tired of arguing and you wanna pull away or shut down just to stop the argument, well, they might perceive this as losing control over you. So they might switch tactics. If they were bullying you one minute and then that didn't work, they might switch to fake flattery or joking around or some other whatever charm thing they use, and maybe even attempt the appearance of an apology. If they were being nice and sweet one moment, trying to get something and then that didn't work, they might switch to blaming or withholding or something else to get you to respond. When you feel like you have no idea which person or which persona will show up, let that be a sign to you that this might not be a reasonable person. Another thing is over explaining. When you find yourself pouring an enormous amount of energy into explaining what seems to be obvious, going over details and repeating yourself, trying different ways to explain the same thing over and over, this is when you are at the end of your rope of working through anything. This is when you are clearly dealing with a toxic person who has no ability to empathize or understand your point of view. So look at these tactics and don't blame yourself. If you find yourself feeling like you're beating your head against a wall, trying to reason with someone who seems entirely unreasonable, this happens to the best of us. We expect to be able to reason with someone to present our side to them and to listen to their side and hopefully come to some sort of reasonable middle ground. And at the very least gain some understanding of each other's feelings and perspective. But this is not possible with a narcissist or with someone on the personality disorder spectrum or with anyone who lacks empathy. When reasoning logic, appealing to emotions, explaining, and compromising doesn't work, then we easily fall into the bottomless pit of detailed, lengthy, and repeated explanations only to fall on what appears to be deaf ears. There is no reasoning with a narcissist. Keep this in mind. Just remember, there really is no reasoning with someone who exhibits traits of low empathy and a weak ego. First of all, they love engaging in arguments. This gives them a sense of connection. They actually enjoy conflict and chaos. They thrive on it because this is an opportunity for them to project their emotions onto you. They're acting on unstable emotions and fragile ego. So what they're doing is they're captivating your attention, extracting your energy and filling their supply at your expense. The more you use reasoning, the more you get sucked into their world and the more energy they are able to drain from you. You should actually never use logic or reasoning when engaged in a conflict with a narcissist. They actually target people who do use reasoning, logic, and common sense. They prefer that because they know it won't make sense and that will keep you in the cycle of abuse, continuously trying to figure them out. It's a form of gaslighting or crazy making. They like to mess with your mind. That gives them a sense of power and control. They know that if there is no sense to the argument, your thoughts will be preoccupied with trying to find a solution and you will then obsess with thoughts of them. And that's what they want. Their intention is to make you analyze the situation to the point of madness. When you try to reason with them, you're only creating more confusion, but you're consumed with them and now they have control of your attention. Remember, control and attention are two of the most important things to a narcissist. This is how they exist in your thoughts of them. And additionally, when you're preoccupied with analyzing, obsessing, and problem-solving the nonsense, then you have no room left to form an opinion of your own, especially an opinion of any of their wrongdoing. you also have no room for independent beliefs or experiences. And your independence is a huge threat to them. This keeps you guessing and, more importantly, questioning yourself. Everything you have known to be reasonable is now up for question. Your independence is a huge threat to them. They don't like that because that is an indication of your separation from them. By keeping you in an argument or conflict that is unreasonable, That will keep you guessing and more importantly, questioning yourself. So everything you have known to be reasonable is now up for question. And it makes it very difficult to trust your own interpretation or perception of the world. That's what they want because then you have to trust theirs. So when you get to this point, pay attention to your gut. What does it tell you? What is it telling you? Trust your intuition. How do you feel? What is your energy like? Does it feel positive or negative? you will know you have the answers within you trust that sometimes this might be the only thing that you can trust. And especially after the narcissist has twisted your cognition and your thoughts and twisted your version of reality and even understanding basic words that, you know, but they're telling you mean something else. You have instinctive feelings. Use those trust your intuition, pay attention to your body and pay attention to your energy. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve and remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or want to contact me, please visit my website at www.InnerSourceTherapy.com.